señorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and say This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's no excuse mom, Maria Kang. I'm sure you saw her on the news. Her photo went viral of her amazing abs and her three young sons. All under three, she looks amazing and was accused of mom shaming when I thought it was inspiring as hell and motivating. I needed to talk to her first about how that picture just launched her entire brand of No Excuse Moms, how you can get involved with a No Excuse Moms community around you, how she balances everything from her three young sons, a husband, her brand. She's got nursing homes that she owns. She does it all, and it does involve getting up a little earlier than you probably are now. And this week, I'm sipping on the Bloody Maria, of course, Tanteo Tequila's take on a Bloody Mary. If you haven't tried my favorite tequila, Tanteo, it's the perfect tequila for a margarita. You can get it at TanteoTequila.com and use Squats 10 for 10% off. And let's get into my interview with No Excuse Mom, Maria Kang. I am so excited to meet you because obviously in 2013, I started following you when oh. that picture went viral uh-huh. and you got backlash about mom shaming, mm-hmm. mom fat shaming. In my book, I we have similar stories. I got in shape after having my kids. Mm-hmm. The opening or like the dedication is to the woman who lost herself. It's not too late. You're not too old. You can change your life. Which yeah. essentially is like, what's your excuse? You're too, it's too late, you're too old. I basically said the same thing. So I always had this with you. And I feel like, had you posted that five years earlier with your amazing body, everybody would have been like, well, she's in her 20s, she didn't have kids, of course. Then you post it when you have three kids and it's like, oh, well, now she's fat shaming mom. Like, mm-hmm. You can't win. Like, there's no way you could have not gotten backlash. And like, that's what social media criticism is. So mm-hmm. I wanted you to come on tonight. And I noticed that you rebranded it almost as mm-hmm. like, for reason. Yeah. And was it because you, did you regret posting it? Mm-mm. No, because as as many people know who maybe follow me, I still have a very big no excuse brand. You know, I'm very big on if I can do it, you can do it. And that was really my intention from the very beginning. Now, um, I rebranded only because I do have a softer approach. I've always had a soft approach. In fact, you know, I often tell people, you know, really be careful with the media. You know, we know this today, especially with the presidential debate being tonight. You know, the way that the media spins things, they do it so that it can attract people. They need it to be salacious. They need it to be woman against woman. They need me to be a shamer in order for them to sell a story. And so that was really the case. You know, um, oftentimes people think that the image made me famous, but it's really my stance that made me famous, which is I'm not going to apologize. I didn't say anyone was fat. I never shamed anybody. And I'm not going to apologize for being exactly who I am. I'm going to stand here and say, you can do it too. And whatever you took from the image, you really have to own that, your, that dialogue in your head. I don't think people own their dialogue or their internal voice enough um, because everyone's blaming everyone. But truly, if you want to blame anyone, blame yourself. You know, that's where it all begins is within yourself because um, that's really what I was talking about. So no, no rebranding in this from my point of view, just a softer approach in terms of you really got to define your purpose because your purpose is what's going to elevate you and push you and motivate you to that very next level. Um, identifying the excuse is actually the second thing you should be looking at. The first is wow. the purpose. The second is the excuse. Yeah. When did you find this purpose? Like at what point after you had your kids? I know that you had a pageant background. You're a beauty queen. Mm-hmm. 
And yes. um, so I'm sure I, I've seen pictures. You were in like perfect shape. <laughs> the first question, I guess, I dealt with a lot of eating disorders. Um, yeah. I'm a perfectionist. And I wondered, coming from like a pageant background, did mm -hmm. you deal with any of that like struggle in your past? Oh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I have. I have only because, you know, I never really disliked my body. I always wanted to be healthy because I had, um, genetically, I was susceptible to gaining weight. My mother's obese. You know, she struggles with a whole lot of health issues throughout my life, especially today. And so I always say you have to be careful how you cope with things. For myself, and I think for a lot of women out there, you know, I was, um, I struggled with disordered eating. I used food as a way to control, like, my life like if, if I can control my food then everything else felt like it was in control when actually it kind of wasn't but that's what I thought right and so um you know your perfectionist side can really help you or it can really hurt you and especially if you're not balanced and so there was a point in my life when I had graduated college I um switched careers I um, broke up with a long-term boyfriend. All of the big things that could happen to someone happened to me kind of all at the same time. And I was going through a spiritual awakening. And so all of a sudden, I just started to be totally extreme in my diet, like to the point where if I ate more than 20 grams of carbs a day, um, then I would binge on like 200 grams of like cookies uh, or something yep. or like cake or whatever it was. Yep. And so in this process of being bulimic and struggling with binge eating and then and then starving which i know a lot of women are dealing with right now these days is binging and starving binging and starving yeah is i realized that food and especially bulimia was truly a good girl's drug for myself because i i mean people know i drink wine but i don't drink to the point where i get drunk i only drink like a glass or two and um but i was truly manipulating the hormones in my body every single time i ate a lot of sugar and every single time i i vomited there was a mm. uh, it elicited um cortisol you know, in my body, yes. I mean, you feel very good. I feel, you know, after you throw up, you're like, oh, I feel great. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, uh, and oh my that's gosh. the long answer. The long answer is you got to be very careful about how you cope with um, stress in your life because everyone's going to deal with stress. Everyone's going to get depressed. And how do you cope with that? And, and make sure you're not extreme. Yeah. And you said the balance. Like, that's why I started the squats and margaritas. Like, it's a balance. You can enjoy your life, have yeah. a cocktail, work out. Yeah. Because uh -huh. I did not know you were going to say that. Like, I thought we had stuff in common. Like, I didn't know we had that as well. Yeah. And I, I was a Division One college athlete. And wow. when I quit soccer, my identity was gone. And then uh -huh. I started. It was depression. Mm -hmm. It was, it went from exercise bulimia, which was like working out the same amount of calories mm -hmm. you ate till like actual bulimia for 10 yeah. years yeah and i hid it from everyone i hid it from other mm -hmm. people because it's disgusting and it's embarrassing and you would never want to know like anyone to know that that's what you were doing well you know the thing is is that i hid it but then i also shared it with people too and really uh, i did i shared it with like my mother i shared it with people that were i thought could i could trust with it but I, what i found in that sense in that in that experience is that people position you a certain way and i and i and i I'll, I'll go backstory today i went to go deliver flowers to one of my co-leaders in my no excuse mom community she had a uh, she had delivered a stillborn recently and oh i uh I was so sad and so i was thinking about her i was thinking you know if there's any person that can overcome this it's her because she's so faith driven like oh my god she's so strong she can do this and i realized in that moment that that's what people thought about when it came to me, when I told them that I was struggling with something. They just saw me yeah. as a very strong person and they didn't know how to help me 
because I was, it, it, the way that uh, we position people in our life, you're always, not always, but oftentimes you're positioned as the strong one. Yeah. And so when you change roles, they don't understand how to help you when you're the one that needs help. And so exactly. it was very interesting. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about forgiving myself and forgiving others who had quote unquote failed me at that time. But um, it's so important, you know, now today that I've, I've fully, fully recovered. I mean, you're always struggling, right? But fully right. recovered in a sense, you. always with you, but I'm so instinctive about how I eat now. I never was like that before. It was always about counting calories, counting macros, you know, how much exercise I did. And it was really a false sense of control. And so for those of you out there who are struggling with your weight, you know, I, I believe and I truly believe you'll get to a really good place where you can squat and have margaritas, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. It's and you enhance your cortisol. Cortisol yeah. makes your body hold on to fat. Mm -hmm. And when you're obsessing, like I would be on vacation and be like, I need to get a workout in. Like I could never oh my God. shut off and relax. Mm -hmm. And I was 20 pounds heavier when that yes. was living that way. Yes. So it's like, you need to relax and breathe and live your life with balance and, you know, have a cocktail, but also work out that day and don't stress as much. And then it's almost like that cortisol goes away and you, your body just kind of regulates your metabolism turns back on because I was starving myself. Like I yeah. want to talk to you about cardio versus um, weight. And I was cardio seven days a week. And I wasn't, I was not eating. I was clearly eating, counting my calories yeah. and my body was holding on to everything because it, it was like, I was starving. Yeah. And when I finally oh. started lifting weight, no, it's fine. I, I just wait. I can't believe I'm here. Um, <laughs> I started lifting and then my metabolism turned back on and then I was hungry again. I, like I forgot what it felt like to be hungry yes. because I, mm -hmm. you just have to, it's, what is it? Um, just being, uh, checking in with yourself yeah. and mindfulness. Yeah. Are you hungry? Yes. Eat. Are yeah. you still eating when you're not hungry? Stop eating. Like just what the problem in. with that is that if you're not like emotionally stable, you don't even know what you are, really? you know, yeah. you, that's the part, but this is what I know for sure. Like I struggled with being 30 pounds heavier for several years between 2005 and 2000. 10, right? And okay. um, I didn't, I did not sh make the shift in my body until I got pregnant. And I don't know if you felt that way, but like wow. when I got pregnant, I started to truly love my body. And that, that love, that energy of love, your body cannot grow unless it feels rooted in its uh, survival, knowing that you're going to feed it that you're going to rest yeah. it, that you're going to move it, that you're going to give it water. It knows that you're going to, you know, it's, it's like clockwork. I always tell people you need to, if you want a, a, a lean, mean, fat burning machine, your machine needs to operate and flow. But if it feels like it's not trusting you at any level, it's not going to work. And so when I was pregnant, I really started to love my body for what it was made for, which is, you know, for yeah. to give life. So those, there are women out there who didn't give birth, but still your body is a, you know, it's a temple and to love it and respect it. And so when that happened, there was a shift in my body and, and then it started to trust me again. And all of a sudden when I worked out, it started to respond to me. It never responded yep. before. And then when wow. I ate, it loved what I ate. You know what I mean? So it was so different. And all of a sudden my body recalibrated and I started to drop weight like I was in my twenties again. <laughs> like it was like that, it was that yeah. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just being like in tune with what your body needs. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I haven't moved today or do like a meditation or I'm thirsty, drink, yeah. like just give your body what it needs and mm -hmm. not abuse it like we did. Like 
for all those years to get that release and feel like I would say I go to bed and my stomach would feel like hollow, like I would feel mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And in the morning you feel so terrible and it was mm -hmm. just like a cycle. Yeah. But when you find the balance and you, you eat when you're hungry and you give your body what it needs. That's that's mm -hmm. great that you found that at pregnancy, like when you realize like I'm abusing this body and this body is bringing life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like doing well, I don't know if you're really things. into chakras are you into chakras and stuff like no, that talk to me about it I, okay so I love I chakras I love the idea of the wheels the energy wheels in your body you know I'm half Chinese I'm all about chi and energy and how it flows but I believe strongly that you really need to connect with your root first root you know and just in general like it just even Maslow's you know site psychology of you know needs you need to meet your needs first and it just if you know that you're going to be okay you know whether it's in your relation professionally personally physically i like to see my three p's then you can build from there you can build your foundation but if you are somewhere broken in any way then it's really hard to understand where you are emotionally no one to eat when you're hungry I mean, it's so easy it's so easy to say eat extra you know um eat less calories than you're taking in. So easy to say, eat only when you're hungry. It's like you just, honestly, when I was bulimic, and I think you know this when you're binging, what I realized is I was manifesting an emptiness. I was feeling empty. I always say, whatever you're feeling outside, it's going to show on the outside. I was empty. Yeah. I was empty in terms of, I didn't know who I was. I had no purpose. Like I felt like I had no purpose in life. I was very, uh, yeah. my role has changed. I was no longer a sister, a student, a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like all of these titles yes. where I would no longer was. changed. Like the identity totally changed. that you, yeah. yeah when I was Survival. Anymore, it, yes, that makes yeah. so much sense. And I didn't uh -huh. even put that together mm -hmm. until recently. Like how yeah. much of an impact and identity change and just feeling like you have nothing anymore caused that. Like, did yes. you have problems with depression? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get, I've always had struggles with not, I don't like saying depression in terms of like, I think everyone gets down. It's, 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 yeah. it's natural and it's normal and it's how you bring yourself back up. But just know that it's always like this. It's never always high and happy. Like you see on Instagram. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I always struggled with, you know, my life purpose ever since I was young. I was always very, just very much a deep thinker. But I will say that during that time period, it was a, a role changing, you know, experience. It was me manifesting an emptiness and filling it with food and it never filled me up. And then manifesting again through vomiting because, I mean... There's a point where you were like, you feel like shit. And I'm sorry for cussing, but you, you there's no, a lot of yes. and there's a lot of shame involved, you know? Yes. And so, but you know, I will say this for those of you who are struggling with your weight or with an eating disorder, there comes a point and I, I never stop trying, obviously trying to get better, but there comes a point where you just make a decision. Like, I don't know if it happened for you, but it was just one day you woke up and you're like, I'm going to do this anymore. I'm, I... I'm not going to do it. I don't even know. I didn't have like that moment because people mm -hmm. were like, did you get help? I didn't seek help and there's nothing wrong with that. I almost yeah. did a couple of times. I mean, it was 10 uh -huh. years. I yeah. It's all you think about like all day long. Oh like, yeah, totally. I started dating my husband and it uh -huh. was like, almost like my obsession with food mm -hmm. like manifested over to like obsession. <laughs> he was cheating on me. Oh <laughs> my God. That's I so funny. I started doing that and then uh -huh. like, honestly my eating disorder fell away. Not that yeah. it's a healthy thing to do, but that is when I stopped doing it. It wasn't mm -hmm. because like I wanted to be like healthy for him. It just kind of went away because mm -hmm. I was my obsessive personality mm -hmm. was focused on another obsession. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. maybe some struggling and listening to this, find something positive mm -hmm. <laughs> to put your obsession towards whatever you like to do. Like you like to paint, you like to run. Well, you know, find honestly, like you, I didn't get any help. You know, I just yeah. was like, I'm just, maybe it's our personality, right? I mean, 
We're, we're like, we're independent. We could do things on our own. You know, we're not that person. I mean, I actually went to an eating disorder group because I noticed that one of my, uh, I was a trainer at the time, one of my people, I can tell she was anorexic. And so I, I took her to a thing saying, you know, just to help her. Right. And I looked around like, I'm like, I looked around, I'm like, I'm not like any of these people, you know, like, that's how I felt. I guess it's just like yeah. when you go to a, a 12 step and you're like, I'm not an alcoholic. These people are crazy yeah. and you're, you're crazy, you know, but, um, I will say this. I always say that in order to help yourself, you have to help other people. You will find yourself, you'll get lost. There's so many quotes, like Mother Teresa did a really good quote, I forgot it, but you'll lose yourself in the service of others. And that's how, and whether it's servicing your boyfriend you know, servicing <laughs> someone else, you know what I mean? But if, when you stop, even depression, it's like when you stop thinking about yourself and start focusing on other things, then it's like you, you naturally recover. But because being depressed is so self-deprecating and just thinking about myself, myself, it's almost selfish, yeah, right? True, it is, um, right. It truly yeah. is. So and when you start to focus on other things and other people and helping other people, you feel good and you feel valuable yeah. and you feel like you have a quality of life. But that goes back to that picture. It's like that knowing, talking to you now, like you were showing people like you can do this and you can get yeah. there. And that's exactly how I saw it. And like you said, like you're yeah. reaction to it. Maybe you should look at yourself. But I, I don't know. I, that's I wrote my books to be like, guys, I figured this out. If you lift heavy and you eat all the time, you could turn your metabolism back on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I did write my dedication. You're not too old. You're not too late, mm -hmm. which to me was like, what's your excuse? Yeah. But it's all to help women. Like, don't be like, well, I can't get like that anymore. I, I've got kids. Like, you can. Like, and I'm mm -hmm. showing you. And that's mm -hmm. all I saw in that picture. And I started mm -hmm. following you. And I felt like you had well, to Yeah. Well, you know what I, what I experienced in that time period was what I realized most importantly is that we, I, what really is what I already knew. Number one, we have a weight issue in America. There's 70% of us, over 70, probably 75% of us are overweight or obese, over 30% is obese. Wow. So there is, we are the minority and people have excuses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a reason why. And I think that I broke a lot of people's reality because they want to say, oh, only celebrities can look like that. Um, only if you yeah. get plastic surgery, only if you don't have a job, only if you don't have kids, only, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all of these excuses they have, and I kind of broke that ceiling for them. And it, it was a wake-up call, and it was really a reflection. And that's the big thing when you look at people and you judge people, and you have to be very careful. I mean, I judge people sometimes because um, I'm not perfect. But I realize that whenever I'm judging anyone, it's really a reflection of myself of where I'm at. You know, if I'm looking at marriages and they look amazing, I'm so annoyed of them kissing, you know, it's probably because yeah. I'm having a shitty time <laughs> yeah. in my marriage. You That's know what exactly I mean? exactly right. It's a reflection of your situation. <laughs> of your insecurities, you yeah. know? Yes. So it's really, so it's really important that these, you know, in that time period, I realized number one, we're dealing with a challenging time in human history in America where a lot of people are struggling. And then number two, a lot of people are really feeling bad about themselves. And what can we do to be part of that solution? You know? Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you about too. Like, how have you been able to keep up with this? Your virtual learning, like with three kids, mm -hmm. you still, you get up early. So mm -hmm. you can like work out in before everybody yeah. wakes up. Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, it almost like sets the tone to make you a better mom for the day. Because for me, it's like a workout is still looming over me and I haven't gotten it done yet. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like I'm very like agitated yeah. and it makes me a better mom. Uh, taking care of yourself is making you a better spouse, a better mom. And mm -hmm. you can't, like someone told me, like you can't pour from an empty cup. So mm -hmm. you're trying to like, take care of all these people, but you're not giving yourself that run in the morning or that mm -hmm. yoga or whatever mm -hmm. you need to like center yourself. You're doing well, I think that most people, service. unfortunately, they don't know what it means to feel that way. 
it's kind of like I feel like I get bloated a lot, you know, like if I、mm -hmm. eat something crappy, it, it really ruins my tummy. And I think anybody who's listening who's ever been on a diet before and they eat something like a cheeseburger <laughs> yeah. and they're like, and they're like in pain,、mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's how it is. When you know how it feels to be like a cleansed、yeah. system, you know when you're having a bad meal. Just like、um, when you don't, most people don't know what it means like to be consistently active, you know? Right. Because, it, I mean, I think most people don't. And so if you don't know what it means to have energy and just feel good and just to move about with a lot of, you know, just.、Um, Well, energy. It just, it, it, you don't know, you don't know. But when you do,、exactly. you do. You know, I'll give you an example. So today I woke up at、uh, 5 30. I wake up at 5 30 a.m. And I ran at the park at 6 a.m. because I lead a no excuse, my no excuse mom community here. And、um, I ran, you know, and then I went over to my mother's because I help her do her home dialysis. You know, I'm not trained. I'm not, I am trained now, but I mean, I had to learn. She's not even 60 yet because she didn't take care of her health. When she was younger. And I'll tell you this to everyone out there you have no idea how priceless your organs are. Like, if you don't think you have the time to work out, you will pay for the time and you will lose the time if you don't make a choice right now. And your choices are really dependent on fear and love. The fear of like losing your kidney or the fear of dying early or the love of wanting to be here for your kids or your grandkids or for whatever reason. But, anyways, so I did dialysis. I went to my care homes. I own care homes for the elderly. And then I had to drop my flowers. And then I came home, cleaned the house because I had visitors tonight. And then I went upstairs and I took a 10 minute nap, put my timer on, and then it's time to see you. But what I'm saying is this. <laughs> You can get it done. Like, literally, that's how I feel about what's your excuse. Like, if, if I can pencil it in, you can pencil you it can in too. It.、Yes. And this is what I know about my leaders because we have a no excuse mom community. There's hundreds of free communities out there for mothers, Any, not、yeah. even mothers, just women in general, only women. I'm sorry, men. But <laughs> I noticed that our leaders, and it's just like me and you, you know, we kind of vibe, we resonate. A lot of them are super busy. They're busy,、mm. but yet they're leaders too. I just feel like oftentimes people who are like making excuses, like there's somebody busier than you. There's someone who has a child that's high needs. There's someone who's a nurse at night. There's someone who has a bad、yes. marriage or a single mom. Like, look for those people and find your motivation. Yeah, and that puts everything in perspective. And a lot of people sent me questions. Like, they are inspired. Just like that little clip I put of you, they said, How do I start? Like, if, you were to, if somebody was like, Yes, I want to be healthy. Like, How do you make that shift into a healthier lifestyle? Like, what's the first step that you would tell someone? To I、take? think obviously it's the same things you're probably telling them. It's the obvious things. Number one, set a goal and, don't be, and be specific about your goal. Don't say, I want to lose weight. Like, how much weight?、Okay. Like, literally, how much do you want to lose? 10 pounds, 8 pounds? Do you want to get into a size, you know, 8 jeans?、Right. Whatever you、specific. want, be very specific. And not only that,、mm -hmm. but it can't be just weight,、um, weight. It has to be like other things. I call them NSVs, non scale victories, whether it's how fast you're running, whether it's、um, how often you're working out, what, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be, you know,、um, an actual weight. Number two, you have to set、yeah. a plan and then create a deadline that creates some type of urgency. But here's the big thing. And this is something that people don't talk about often. You need to create accountability. Super, super important. I mean, you can lose the weight, but can you keep it off? And a lot of it、yeah. stems from the people you're around, the energy you're around. So the energy, you, the energy in your fridge is, the people is just as important as the energy in your refrigerator. So,、um, so it's really important <laughs> that you surround yourself. 
with people that you want to be like, whether it's the people you're following on social media or the people yeah. in your community or your friends. If you have somebody, especially if it's your spouse, I know it's tough because a lot of people have spouses that don't work out with them, me being one of them, okay? So, <laughs> you know, but if you set the example, they'll follow. They will follow. They will eventually follow because health is one of those things. It's not a matter of if but when. It's not yeah. about if you're going to work out and take care of your health. It's when. Are you going to do it when you're 30, 40, 50, 80? You know what I mean? When are you going to do it? Because you know it's important. This is the only vehicle, the only product that you own that you're ever going to have in your life. Who cares yeah. about the bags? Who cares about the clothes and the shoes and the cars? It doesn't matter. The only yeah. thing you truly own is your body, and you need to take care of it. Love it. And I feel like the No Excuse Moms community, that's going to be accountability and support. Like, How did people become a part of that? So they can go to noexcusemom.com. They can sign up as a leader or they can find their location um, under like, I think it's like the locations tab. Just put in your okay. zip code or um, just look under the states because we're in several countries as well. So yeah. you can, these, you know, no excuse mom leaders, what they do is that we have free workouts everywhere. And I love these, these communities because it's, it's all about friendships and it's all about support and encouragement. I mean, we live in a society where we're so connected, but so disconnected mm -hmm. so separated from each other and if we can like bridge our beliefs in wanting to be better um have a better health versus like right now we're dealing with politics and like you know other cultural things that's totally dividing us if we can come yeah. together in this community of fitness that yeah. bridges us together as human beings let's do that let's focus on the positive aspects of being human instead of the negative, right? I love that. Yeah, you are so positive. It's like radiating off <laughs> of you. I needed to talk to you about intermittent fasting. Okay. Um, I see that you do it. And when mm -hmm. you say like the bloat, I deal with the same thing. Yeah. Very hard for me. Now that I turn my metabolism back on, I'm hungry all the time. And I think yeah. like I won't be able to do it. You, <laughs> you're putting hours 11 to 8, uh -huh. is that what you said? Yeah. You only eat from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah. That's not hard. Wait. That's, not, That's hard. not hard. Think about it. Some, okay, everyone out there who's listening, is that hard? I what mean, time do you wake up? Let's think about this because most people forget to eat breakfast. It's just, it's, never basic, to eat breakfast. it's <laughs> basically not eating breakfast. Oh, tell me about it. I wrote a book too, you yeah. know, and I said you have to eat breakfast because that's what you were told. But what people need to understand is that breakfast means break. Fast. fast. Yep. You're breaking your fast. And so the reason why I like intermittent fasting, I've been doing it for two years, is because it helps cleanse my system. It gives my digestion a break. I'm um, My stomach has, it, in the beginning it was tough, but my stomach has gone smaller too, you know? So it is harder. That's something that I can expect. It's going to be oh. hard, but then you just kind of adapt to it. So I... So this is what I have to tell you and everyone else who's considering anything, is that it's always <laughs> hard in the beginning. Okay. It's always, it's, everything is always hard and thinking, but it takes time. And, and even the weight loss, I wasn't expecting weight loss, but it happened. You know, I did it mainly wow. for the bloating reasons. Um, it took two years, you know, it took me years to finally wake up at 6am or 530 to run in sure. the morning. I wasn't a runner. And so all of these things took time, but the first thing that had to come out was an intention and understanding of why it was important. So with intermittent fasting, I, some people do it for eight hours. I do it for nine. And I'm not like this all the time. Sometimes, you know, because I'm a little rebel, you know, I like to like not be perfect because just so you know, one of the ways that I overcame my bulimia is in my just disordered eating was eating a piece of chocolate every day and knowing that yes. it wasn't going to kill me. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's without, and yeah. then you don't quit. 
Instead mm -hmm. of I ate chocolate, now I have to eat an entire chocolate cake. Uh -huh. And it's you go to like that extreme, just knowing uh -huh. you can have it and mm -hmm. still live your life. So you don't. Yeah. Get, you have to give yourself yeah. that. Whatever. For me, it's a margarita. For you, it's a piece of chocolate. That's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Because uh -huh. before, if I ate something like that, it was like, yeah. it's coming out. So yeah. I'm going to eat all the things. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's so yeah. true. Like, yeah. And just so you know, with, as if with IF, you don't, you, you can try to be perfect, but I'm not perfect. You know, no one's perfect. Even the people out there that seem incredibly perfect are not perfect. Okay. So, I mean, I will have something at 8am if I want to, I'll go past to 830 if I want to, but I'll be honest. And I, and I've said this in my book too, is I feel like, um, you shouldn't eat three hours before bedtime. I don't okay. think you should. Okay. I, I think for my, me personally, it gives, I have bad dreams. Does anyone else have bad dreams when you <laughs> eat late? Like, it doesn't feel good when you eat late. Like, That's you feel true. like crap. And you're hungry in the morning. Do you think about that? Not only Aren't am I you hungry, hungry? can I have coffee? Does that count? Is that black like coffee. Coffee. Black coffee. Anything that's lit, no calories. But you get used to it all. Everything no, is an adjustment. I can't have a glass of wine at nine. Because I'm, no. You don't, oh, see that? I, no, I, but I, you know what I you know. can do is you can do 12 to nine if you want to. It doesn't, you know. But, you oh, know, sometimes Saturdays are free for all. When I'm traveling, it's free for all. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a big deal. I think it, everything's 80%. It's an 80% rule. Okay. Just try most of the time. That's all that and matters. You'll still get the benefit if you did it like four times a week and not every day. It's not like well, well, day. think about it. Well, if I only work out four times a week and not like six times a week, is, am I going to still get the benefit? You know what I mean? It's like, it's True. that question. Right. Come on now. Of course like you on are, some you nights know? if I eat, <laughs> is it like almost like subtracting back from all the hard work? No. Like, See, this okay, is where no. you have to take that math out and take that perfection inside <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Try your try best. It. Just try your best. I'm going to try it. Um, I wanted you to speak on any woman that I say it all the time. I love when I have another woman that can speak on it. Cardio versus lifting heavy and mm -hmm. what that can do for your body. And when women have the stigma that they shouldn't, they don't want to bulk up and lift heavy. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely you want to lift. You know, heavy, it depends on how heavy, right? Or heavier, depends. like yeah. I mean, you want, okay, weight. here's the thing is you have to, you have to um, create resistance in order to grow. And that goes for anything in life. And for you to be, you to grow in any level in life, there needs to be some type of challenge or resistance. And so the four pound, six pound, eight pound weights are probably not going to do it for most women. They are stronger than they realize. I mean, we are, we are, we have we have really good legs, most women, you know, we're very yeah. powerful. Yeah. So don't discount how strong you are. And I, you, people have to realize that you're losing a percent of muscle every single year after you're 40. You know, the muscle helps protect the bone, helps, yeah. you know, speeds up your metabolism. There's so it's much. It's the good. most metabolically yes. active tissue yes. in the body is muscle. So when you have more muscle, yes. you're burning more fat. The and people who, so there's two things that make people look young, and I hang out with a lot of older people, is number one, if they've got muscle, and number two, if they smile. Like, that, those two things make people look <laughs> really young. So people, the woman out there, obviously, I'm a big cardio believer. I believe in uh, working your heart. Endurance is good, heart yeah. endurance. But strength training is the jam. Strength training to me is you um, um, really molding your body. Yes. You know? And that's people what I don't say. Realize. You go to the gym, the, the bodies that look like you, they're in yeah. the weight room. They're not, yeah. on I do, I run and I'll run like five or six miles a few times a week, but more mentally because I yeah. have two young kids and I just want to listen to my music and go away. I'm mm -hmm. not running for weight loss. Like yeah. the weight loss came when I made the shift to lifting much heavier than I was mm -hmm. because I just wanted to tone. I didn't want yeah. to get bulky, but I had no muscle tone into yeah. lifting a heavier weight. And I feel like women are like, you know, I, I also wanted to sweat like, 
if yeah. I did strength training, I was like, I don't even feel like I sweat. Like uh-huh, I yeah. ran, I felt like I did yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So that well, it's also too. embedded in your brain too. That yes. running and cardio and Zumba and all the other. I mean, it's good, but it's not. It's not what's going to make you great. Great yes. is strength training, oh, and that. that's why you cannot focus on the scale. You have to focus on other NSV, non-scale victories, because I'm telling you, I mean, first off, you know this, a muscle is like this big, a pound of muscle is this big, yep. and a pound of fat is like this big. Yep. And, you know, don't focus on the scale. You could be dropping weight and gaining size, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people always ask me, how much do you weigh, Maria, and how tall are you? I'm like, you know, my eye looks so different from someone else my weight and they feel good when they know that they're the same weight but we look totally different you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and just getting to the point like since we struggled with eating disorders like i like tell people my weight now it's like i was just like the mind shift from living that way for so long and being so obsessed with it to like saying it out loud and like it's just it's freeing Mm -hmm. it's you're connected with your body more. Like you're just, you're accepting. Yeah. You let go of all the obsessing and your body just kind of, like you said, it, you give it what it needs and it, it'll release the fat. Yeah. It will mm-hmm. kind of just run optimally. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing. Like, I do count macros or do you, did you start out? I used to. You probably know it now. No, I used okay. to, and I and I could do know it now, and that's just the thing too. It's right. okay. So people, if you want to like, you know, if you want more money in life, you need to know how much is in your bank account. You know what I mean? You need to know how you're how you're spending your money, you know, and how you're right. creating money. But you don't need to know it all the time. Once you get a good gauge of what's going on, you don't need to know it all the time. And so, yeah, I, I have a really good idea of what my macros are, but I don't count it. I used to, and I do it once a year. You know, for like maybe wow. eight weeks or twelve weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've been stepping a lot lately, and now I know what my steps are. I didn't know that for a while, and so now I have a good gauge. So it's important to gauge yourself here and there. But for me, knowing my personality, and I feel like there needs to, you know, I want to write a book, eat, you know, diet right for your person. Oh, there is a book like that, I think. But you ha- you have to really look at your personality type. For me, over obsessiveness is not the jam for me. I am all about just knowing where I'm at and just being guided from there and just using my instincts. But did you just find that? Like, I just found that at 37. Like, I am 30, about to be 39. <sighs> and I oh. just found it two years ago. Like, found that, what? what you're describing. Just that stop obsessing, just let yeah. your body do what it does. And yeah. I, I know your kids are a lot older. So you said you found that in your first pregnancy. Like, yeah. I'm just finding yeah. this and I want to talk to women like you uh-huh. to like spread this message. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay no, I, th- I Okay. Well, I mean, I started lifting when I was 19 or 18. So it's okay. been 20 something years. I mean, I, I was a personal trainer in college. So I, my body was very, uh, I, I was so focused on building my muscle back then. I was Miss Bikini California. Like the first okay. time, like when, when bikini first came out, like the division, you know? Yeah. So I was wow. I'm all about it. I mean, I've been through a lot of fitness things. Right. Yeah. But, um, but in terms of loving yourself, in terms of like really understanding that, you know, you have to be instinctual, you have to be grounded. Um, all of that didn't come into my, you know, my, my thirties, especially like maybe my, the last half of my thirties, I'll be 40 next month. So, um, it only gets better. That's a, you know, those of you who are listening, who are younger, or even if you're older, it just, I feel like it just gets better and it gets better in a few ways. Number one, it gets better because you get smarter as you get older. And number two, you give less F's as you get older. I think that's the big thing. 
you just don't care as much. Like you used no. to care how your boobs looked and now you just don't, you know, yeah. you care more about how your health is, you know, versus, you know, how people perceive you or how you look like, you know, so yeah. you just give less Fs. But you're more authentically yourself in the way, like why I gravitate towards you. People can say that picture that you're known for. You also share pictures like holding your, skin from mm -hmm. yeah. every day yeah. like you're real it's not like yeah. you're putting up this facade like you show real like yeah. authentic pictures too and people like i feel like you got an unfair like i, hate I don't you know what honestly i don't i don't mind having gotten that unfair handshake from the okay. media because obviously it created a platform for me to talk and True. to express myself and i will say that you know this is where we're at and we have to acknowledge that we're in a very divisive nation the media like i said is they they love to take a story and just twist it into pieces i remember and this is you know if you want to get into um you know the behind the scenes i would do a, an interview with Good Morning America for 20 minutes and they would ask me 50 questions just so they can get that soundbite of me thing. saying yeah. something that just that they can take into their story because they already have a story for me they're just waiting yeah. for me to add to that story and so I was really disappointed with Good Morning America to be honest yeah. I like the Today Show better I'm an NBC yeah. person not an ABC person just so you know there's mm -hmm. things that I just know now that about the news and I and unfortunately you really cannot trust a lot of things that are reported these days yeah. so um you know and when Trump you know there's gonna be presidential debates tonight I was shocked too when he won four years ago but I wasn't shocked in the sense that um I just know how wrong the news is reporting things and how they yeah. scandalize everything you went through it I went through yeah. it myself, so I'm not shocked that they were wrong, you know, on all yeah. certain things. And not that I'm pro-Trump, by the way. No, I'm just saying you know, that I like, know how they work, you the know? The unfair media yeah. Yeah, circus mm -hmm. that you had to go through. But it, then, yeah. like, the No Excuse Moms community was built out of that. So yeah. like, was it all meant to be so that you could have this community now and getting every, like, free workouts, like, global community? Uh, yeah. Or that, did you already always see that? Like, is that what you always meant to do? Like, what you always uh, strive to do? So this is what uh, this is this is what I know for sure. Number one is that you have to have a purpose and you have to have intention and you will always get whatever you want and whatever you you know. I'm such a big big believer in manifestation of your dreams. Write it down. Everyone listening right now, write down your dreams and it will come. It will happen because it'll be it's you know implanted in your brain and the universe will come and speak back to you. So when I was young, I just knew in my 20s that. Fitness was my passion. I created my nonprofit in 2007. I created my first no excuse mom community. I say no excuse mom like this because it wasn't called that, but I had a community in 2009 when I just gave birth and I just wanted to be around other people who were, I didn't have a lot of mom friends. And so when they asked me when I went viral, how did I get in shape? Well, I'm like, well, I had a community that really kept me accountable to staying in shape, you know, and I was around other people who were positive influences on me. And, and so all this to say, you know, nobody, not a lot of my friends and family were surprised when I was on TV, which is so funny because <laughs> I mean, hello, I'm on CNN, you know, that's kind of weird, <laughs> but they weren't surprised in the sense I've always had a very strong platform and stance regarding fitness and health. Like I, whether I was speaking to a crowd when I was 20, 25, 30, it's the same story. It's the same Maria. So they weren't surprised in that way where I wasn't backing down because just that's my personality. And that really was my journey. And you can see that in perspective, you know, perspective now in the past, obviously it was shocking, but, um, long story, 
you guys can make any dream come true if you put the intention out there and things will happen and it's all about preparation meeting that opportunity love that how is your husband like taking all like was he just like when everything like kind of took off you super supportive does he have a oh yeah thing? is he is he with like helps out with your stuff or is it kind of like, oh no that relationship so, I mean, it's a journey, any relationship, you know, whether it's your, your, your sibling or your friend and especially your husband, it's a journey. And so for him, he wasn't surprised either. However, you know, like he, he was, uh, he was the one scheduling, doing my scheduling for like a whole month. Cause I was oh. constantly doing interviews and he was the one, you know, talking to people, answering my emails. Cause I just had to stay like sane and focused, you know, on what my you know goal was, which is to wake up every day and not, you know, like pass out from exhaustion. Right. <laughs> and so he, helps with the no excuse mom operations help all of that stuff in the beginning and then there were times when he was just like you know i'm sick of doing all this stuff for maria what about me i'm tired of being known as you know david king you know what i mean that's not even his last name <laughs> yeah, right. so, so Mr. He, Marie king. yes so he was like he got tired of it and i you know it's about me putting a little bit into his bucket and his what his needs are and all of that so it, it wasn't easy it's not easy can you imagine but Having three kids in a row isn't easy. Having three stepkids for myself, he has a prior marriage, isn't wow. easy. There's so many not easy things. No. Um, but no, he's, we're still together, thank God, you know, <laughs> and um, we survived, you know, so. Do you have any tips there? Like, I, I've been married for five years. We've been together for 15. Mm -hmm. And I used to just be at home with the kids. And so, mm -hmm. like, me having a podcast and a brand now, doing mm -hmm. some media, he's mm -hmm. kind of like, um, it kind of came, maybe he didn't see it coming like your husband did. How do I get <laughs> more? I, and I, the thing is my kids are so young and yeah. with us. Yeah. So it's not like I have the time where they're going to school. So I'm trying to do this kind of stuff at night so I can get mm -hmm. them down before I sat yeah. down here. Everyone had dinner, bathed, yeah. Yeah. but then I'm like, I got to do this. And I know he's yeah. got right now, but he mm -hmm. wasn't before. So he's like, mm -hmm. this opportunity for me is like more work for him. Yeah. <laughs> so how yeah, do you... You know, I think that um, it's really important for mothers out there to just not lose themselves in the process of having kids. Yeah. You know, um, you were you were you were a soccer star prior. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's Before like, I met him. like he only knows me as exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're there, you're meeting people in a moment in time. And it's going to shift and it's going to change. But what's most important is that you have a partnership. You know, a true partnership, meaning that you're allowing each other to grow and you're supporting each other. I support my husband. He has, you know, ventures that he's doing. I support him. He wants to travel. Go travel. I don't mind because there's a lot, there's a lot of trust in the relationship. But there needs to be, um, you know, uh, traditionally marriage, you know, the roles that you have to play the roles, you know, yeah. it's going to have to do some shifting. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to do this. But I will say <laughs> that I'm really bad at that <laughs> because okay. I still cook dinner most of the time I'm still with the kids most of the time I still do a lot of the other stuff I'm still I do a lot of a lot of stuff my 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 other my son's like true true you know so I'm, I'm really horrible at that so I need to give him the laundry sometimes to be very honest so I'm not perfect I, in this department you know yeah I'm looking the opposite like I'm trying to take on everything because I have this to be like it's gonna be fine like I can take this on and still yes. do and you won't be affected yeah like, I'm doing the opposite yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, at the end of the day, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I do it. Like, he's just not used to me huh? having yeah. anything. You know, yeah. No, I'm, I'm like you. Seriously. That's <laughs> why I didn't start to get up at 6 a.m. until, like, this year. 
And it's because you're 11, 10, and 8 now, and they can get up by themselves and do yeah. a lot of things independently. And I can go to sleep early because in the past, I went to sleep at 12 or 1 o'clock. But from 8.30 on, that's when I worked. That was mm -hmm. my schedule, you know? Yeah. And so, but now I can get a lot of stuff during the done during the day, and then I can go to sleep at 10.30 like a normal person, you know? Okay. But, I mean, there's going to be sacrifices in anything, anything. So, okay. I mean, and it's just about adjusting, adapting, and my, my biggest um, tip is to, to keep your eye on the prize. I mean, even when we were having our toughest times, we, you know, we were separated at uh, some point, right? You know, he asked me, what, what do you want? What do you envision? You have to focus on what you envision. I said, you know, I really... I want to have those Christmases. I want those big ass Christmases yeah. with my grandkids together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, that's just the vision I have, like a big tree, you know, and a big house, you know, and I can't do that without him. And that's one of the things that we have to consider is you can't do some, you have to create goals that are centered, not just on your kids, but just together. Like there's things that you cannot do by yourself. And right. I know that as like a, like a phenomenal woman, you know, highly feminist woman, like I can do all the things, but the <laughs> truth is I can't do all the, if there was World War III, I could not do all the things I need. Yeah. Him, you know what I mean? Right. If the toilet breaks, I need him. I mean, of course I can hire a <laughs> fix it guy, but I just don't want to, you know? Yeah. So I think it's really important to just see how your partner balances you knowing that you are, um, that you complete half the puzzle and he completes the, yeah. the rest, but you are totally complete. You are a hundred percent. Okay. You, you're a whole and you're enough, all of that, but it's mm -hmm. nice to have that additional help, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, I don't want to leave out any questions that people sent in of multiple about your abs and is uh. that more diet versus exercise or how, how did you get back? Like to where uh -huh. you are now after having three kids, like what's your ab? Uh huh story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My ab story. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's the truth of it. It's kind of like, okay, I, I want to say it. it's kind of like, it's like Kim Kardashian. You're saying, okay, so how did you get your, your butt? Yeah. You know, she, I, I don't know. It could have been inflated. I don't know, but she had a good butt before in me. I feel like been, you she know. did something that was like, if she proved there was got really bigger, it got bigger yeah. at some point. So I will, <laughs> I say that not because I had any surgery done. Cause I have not, but I say that because my body, uh, the way my body is um, built, I have a long torso. So number one, I'll start there. That doesn't mean that's like the, the end all be all. Like I don't yeah. have a long torso, so I can't have abs. Okay. But I will say you have to look at someone's genetics. Some people are pear shaped, apple shaped, sure. square shaped. So you have, to, you have to realize that if you have a beautiful pear shape, that you're going to have a nice hourglass and it's going to look yeah. good. And it's going to be really hard to get rid of those hips because those yeah. hips are what gives you that shape and makes your waist look really tiny. And those of you who are apples, you know, you're going to have, that's the last place you're probably going to lose weight, but I bet you have really good legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, you have to really own what your body type is. So my body type, I've always been pretty proportionate, which has helped me compete in pageants and in, um, in competitions. Because if you look at, I don't know if you've ever delved into the bikini or figure competitions, but a lot of it's genetic. I mean, these women, it doesn't matter. They just genetically, they're very uh, even, you know, they're balanced, they're symmetrical. So yeah. number one, I have a long torso, but I will say this, I do core workouts one to two times a week. You know, I know, I'm pretty sure people don't do that. And if, you, if, you, if you follow my page, if you follow my yeah, page, you, then you'll, you'll see, um, you can do yeah, more workouts on my IGTV. Little 20, 30 minute workouts that you have on your Instagram. Yeah. But, you, yeah, but those you are hard work workouts. Out your abs two times a week. And that's what you look one like? To two, one, one to two times, maybe more, more like one time. But 
I strength train three to four times a week. So strength training, people don't understand. Strength training, it's, it's, and I'm not on a machine. The less you use the machine, the more you're using your core, your core being your foundation. And yeah. so if you know how to breathe, if you know how to train, you know that when you're strength training, you're always working your abs. Yeah. So I'm like doing shoulder presses with one leg up. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm doing bicep curls on a BOSU. All of that is working my core. So I, I'm working my core all the time. I also engage my core all the time. So you'll often see me in tops that are fitted versus things that are loose because it just makes me more aware to draw it and not suck it in. Like That's great. Inhale, but like exhale, you know, draw it out. And so that you're just always in good posture. That's another thing. I have incredibly good posture most people have really crappy posture where they have sloped shoulders maybe a forward head and they're um because they sit down on their computer or on, in front of their tv or especially when you're driving soccer moms i totally get you but you're developing a very bad lower back and that lower back um is creating a push in the front you know what i mean like you yeah. have to you know, there's so many things you can do with your abs so the um the very easy way to say this is that to get good abs you have to um, number one, consider that it might be the last place that you're going to lose weight genetically, you know. Number two, you have to um, strength train, you know, because that muscle, again, it creates a faster metabolism and it'll help burn fat, you know, if that yes. is the last plate you're going to lose. And number, um, number three, you have to have really good posture. Most right. people don't have good posture. If they just fix their posture, they would naturally look like they have a more slender physique. So yeah. those are my top three. I've even been thinking about engaging my abs on runs. Like, if you're out running, you could almost, like, make that a – if you really engage your abs. Oh, yeah. But you know what? You're, when you're – oh, my gosh. When I do runs, like, 5Ks or 10Ks, and I'm yeah. really trying hard, I yeah. feel my abs hard the next day. Yeah. And it's because of your breathing. It's the breathing. Okay. So breathing okay. is key. That's one thing that people don't understand about with working out is that if you have to breathe correctly. You know, right. you really got to exhale during that contraction, during that heavy phase. But that breathing, everyone right now watching, just exhale. Uh, that belly button going towards the small of your back, that vacuum. Yeah. You're engaging your abs. You're doing a crunch right now, and you're yes. not even having to get on the ground. Like, I'm feeling my abs right now. Yeah, so you same. can do this. You can do this all the time. I can talk all about abs. I love abs. I love it's it. your foundation. Yeah. So, um. So yes, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> is it more diet or exercise? Like when people say you can't outwork oh, yeah. a bad diet, you're going to say that. If somebody's just starting. Oh yeah. Should they? Where mm -hmm. should they focus? Uh huh. Well, obviously diet. You know what I mean. But okay. and I say obviously, I mean like if you're eating like crap and when you go work out, it doesn't. I mean, you can easily eat 500, 500 calories of like like a bag of Skittles, like three hundred calories, and then you okay. have to you have to run for 30 minutes to, you know, burn 300 calories. So it's a lot easier to consume calories than it is to sure. expel calories naturally. Yes. But I, but I, but I will say this exercise is so important because it's all about the full, the full story here, you know, yes, diet is key, but in order to keep it all, you got to do exercise. There's like no working around that. You know, I've seen a lot of people lose a lot of weight through keto, through vegan, through, um, what are the other big, um, diets out there, paleo, I don't know, you know, they are, but they're not sustainable. Like you're going to stop not it. Sustainable. It's not no, you have to, no, you have to, um, utilize your body in a way that it, it, it it's going to be strong. You don't want a weak body. Yeah. You want a strong body. And the only way to build a strong body is to give it good nutrients and train it, do something with it. You know, love it it's not an ornament. You guys, you got, you got to move it. 
Yes. Um, if you are on vacation or like I have a lot of moms that follow me that we don't have a lot of time. We have kids at home with us. You have 20 minutes. Like what's the most like bang for your buck workout? Like if you had 20 minutes, would you go for a run? Would you do a quick like, like what, what's a quick workout if you don't have a ton of time that you're going to get the most out of? Like is it a strength training, like a circuit? Mm -hmm. Would you go for a run? What is, what do uh -huh. you get? Like a um, ton of time. What, like if you were on vacation. It on vacation. Well, first off, on vacation, I always start off good, and then I end up not working out the rest of the time. <laughs> I will say, people are so hard on themselves on vacation, I being one of them. But honestly, that's when diet, I mean, that's when you have to just be, um, not care as much. You just got to just do your best, you know, 80% good I, most of the time. But okay. if, if I had 20 minutes, I'm such a bad girl. I'll probably go for a run. I'll probably do um, okay. my spin bike for like 20 minutes. Um, okay. Or I'll do squats for 20 minutes. I mean, honestly, any kind of movement wow. for 20 minutes is all that I care about. I mean, it all just checks off the box of working out. So um, the answer is anything, honestly. I mean, I've done everything if I had 20 minutes. Um, the okay. high intensity, the better, though. I will say that. If you were had 20 minutes, make it high intensity. Make sure you understand your blood pressure. You want to get to that point where you're, you're when your heart's pumping like bump, 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 but not like the entire time because that's really hard to do. But like four minutes on, one minute off, four minutes on, one minute off. That's what I would do to be okay. highly efficient, highly efficient. Yeah. And you have these workouts. It's at Maria, Maria Kang Fitness on Instagram. You have yes. like core workouts, legs, whatever, mm -hmm. 20, 30 minutes. Follow her on Instagram. The book is No More Excuses Diet. Mm -hmm. And then do you have anything else coming up that you want to let people know is coming? Well, I have a belly ball that oh. I love. A belly ball. What is the belly ball? The belly ball helps with bloating. So I did this. I created it um, after my first, my last child. And I did it because I, um, you know how they massage your uterus after giving birth? Yes. They, they massage you. So I really, I realized I need to massage my uterus when I got home because it helps stimulate that and nursing helps to bring the uterus down so you don't look back. so pregnant. So yeah. my, my abs were, my, my belly was flat within like a week week after I gave birth because I kept massaging it. But then I got addicted after um, working out because it helped with bloating. And I always struggled with digestion. Whenever I have cramps before my period or if I'm feeling bloated and eat something crappy, it helps to relieve that. It's on Amazon. And then I'm creating a new website, flatbellyball.com. You can also use it as a medicine ball. I mean, that's, it's a weighted ball. Yeah. So and what that's I love about the travel ball, I call it the travel ball. It's a flat belly ball. It's the one on Amazon is that you can you can travel with it. You can add eight pounds. You can use it for different things. And you don't have to um, carry weights with you. You can just dump out the water when you're done using it. Amazing. I, I'm getting a belly ball. I really appreciate it. You're going to help so many people. I'm so glad that you had time to do this. Maria Kang, the unapologetic, no excuse mom. You are such a badass. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you for joining me. If you were drinking the margarita of the week, it's the Bloody Maria, of course. It's Tanteo Tequila's take on a Bloody Mary using my favorite Tanteo jalapeno. If you guys want to check them out, go to TanteoTequila.com and use Squats 10 for 10% off your order. And thank you so much for joining me this week. Please, please subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.
To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.